Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and good afternoon. Hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and a great, great, great week so far. We are midway, midway through the week. We want to wish you a beautiful afternoon and hope you're ready to hear the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and all around the world, because we've got lots in the pipeline for everyone. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys are having a great day. Today, we're talking about BIA and how they are introducing a virtual game for education in schools. Now, we know the best way to tap into the youth's brain is get them with the virtual games. And BIA has an idea on how to educate children, but at the same time, make it a fun, fun game. Ladies and gentlemen, we're also we're talking about games as well as uh, <laughs> Fortnite has hit the headlines. Yes, indeed. It is game over for Fortnite in China. Why? What is going to be happening with all those kids? It's been a very... It's been a very sad farewell for Fortnite on social media platforms and a lot of kids have actually been very sad that the game is officially unplayable. Is that even a word? You cannot play it in China anymore Mm -hmm. because the developers have pulled the plug after a very lengthy fight. It's been, I think, a couple of months now that they've been on and off. Is it going to stay or no? Yeah, Fortnite is a dying game anyways. I mean, not a lot of people play it as they used to, but... For apps all around the world, we're talking about how Facebook and Instagram is going to launch a MENA campaign to prevent child exploitation online. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about children today on um, <laughs> Future Talk and how we can protect them. Yesterday, Omni and I did talk about how, you know, uh, France and Europe, they wanted to protect their children much, much more. And uh, again, we have more news coming out of that as well. Yes, indeed. I don't know if you've seen this, Hani, but I actually saw something yesterday that Sharjah schools have been implementing, and I thought it was so interesting. There is a day that is known as, un- was it, was it? Unmatching sock day Oof. or socks that you basically you have your kids wear socks that don't match and that's to prevent bullying so that if kids who maybe don't have necessarily their full parent, you know, their parents full attention, their parents work, um, they may wear unmatching socks sometimes. Yeah, or my kids are savages, man. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, You're bullying someone because they don't have the same pair of po- socks. Yeah. And that's why many schools in Sharjah and in the UAE all, as a whole have created a day where all kids come wearing socks that don't match so that they can kind of normalize this and prevent and, you know, raise awareness about uh, child bullying. That's crazy weird, but I like it. I mean, we're also, ladies and gentlemen, talking about how students have built a solar-powered pop-up van for touring in a brilliant mobile home that has what we like, zero emissions. <laughs> we love it when we have uh, when we go green and we have zero emissions. And this, you know, solar-powered pop-up van is built by students and uh, I'm really excited to get into this one. Yes, indeed. And if you have a pet, today is a show that you don't want to miss because we're talking all about the Google app that a couple of years ago, it got so famous because it could find you in famous art. Now it can even spot your pet. So for all pet owners out there, it's a segment that you really need to stay tuned for. Lots and lots is in store right here on today's show. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. 
Bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen, and today we're talking about BIA and how they are introducing virtual games for education in schools. Now, we do know that in this generation and with this, you know, the times we're in right now, virtual games are for big and for their, and they're for small. I grew up on playing games and the generation after me is also growing up playing on games. So how can we use games for an educational purpose and grab the children's and the youth's attention. Well, BIA has a plan for that. Now, in a boost to environmental education in the UAE and in the wider region, BIA has introduced a series of interactive games to engage and inform school-going students about the importance of sustainability. Now, these games are designed for students from grade one all the way to grade 12, and they do cover fundamental sustainability concepts such as minimizing waste and conserving energy and omnia you know you know what i like to say mm -hmm. start them while they're small <laughs> yes indeed it's so much easier to build habits that are gonna be you know they'll stick with you for the rest of your life if you start doing them at a smaller at a younger age and even if you're an adult you can always you know set a goal to do this certain action for 21 days and soon enough it'll it'll turn into a habit but bia is planning this new campaign across all schools to encourage them to play these interactive games that will help teach them a lot about how to be more environmental friendly now schools right here in the heart of Sharjah and in dubai as well are part of this program there's over 252,000 students that are currently playing this game 6,500 teachers are also involved across 700 schools in the UAE and this goes to show how easy it is to incorporate tech when you're talking about in educating kids because it's it's basically going to become edutainment. You're entertaining them and at the same time educating them. Now, across its industries of operation, BIA has been following a very interesting strategy. They want to encourage sustainability, but they want to do it in a very digitized way. And through these interactive games, they are achieving that goal right here in the UAE and in the wider region as well. Yes, now BIA will showcase the interactive games at GESS. So school administrators, faculty members of education departments, and all attendees can experience the benefits of gamified learning. Now, players, or as we like to call them, students, can mm -hmm. use iPads to immerse themselves in each of the games and learn about sustainable living. Ladies and gentlemen, we do know, you know, we talked about, well, not on this show, I talked about COP26 on the morning measures last yep. week. And, you know, we do need to up the ante. We, need, we do need to work a lot more to save our climate, to save our world. We have a lot of things in the pipeline. So we can reduce the emissions. We can go our, our carbon emissions as well mm -hmm. and go green more. And what is better than teaching our young ones to know that we have to be sustainable. We shouldn't waste food or garbage in general. And on top of all of that, give them habits that they will take with them their whole life. Now, all of us, we have habits that we've had since a kid, since we were kids, mm -hmm. good or bad. So why don't we teach these kids good habits so when they are older, they remember and they know 
what is good and what is bad. And sustainable energy is always good, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. And what's nice about this new initiative is that there are games that fit every age category. So from kindergarten up until the sixth grade, BIA created a game that is known as Future Masters of Sustainability. And I like the fact that they gave these kids ownership of their journey. So Future Masters of Sustainability will make them feel like they play a very important role when it comes to reducing, reusing, recycling, and that their actions do matter. Um, from grade 7 to grade 12, students can go ahead and play a game that is known as Future Masters of Sustainable Energy. This game teaches all students about the importance of conserving energy, how to turn lights when we're not using the bathroom, let's say, making sure that we are also understanding the different uses of renewable energy and incorporating it in our day-to-day lives. 4215, do it to Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you are a parent or if you're students tuning into us right now, if you play these games, let us know. What is uh, what is your review? What, what are your thoughts about these games? Are they fun to play with? How many hours do you spend playing these games? I feel like when it comes to gaming, educational games, I would be a little bit more more eased off with how long kids can spend time on it because they're learning at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, when it does come to games in, in general, any type of uh, entertainment. Now, uh, this is not the first time we've seen, you know, games being used to educate children. It's been around ever since gaming kind of did pop off in the early 2000s. And, you know, a lot of people say and a lot of experts say that, you know, teaching your kids through games is a lot more, you know, let me, how can I put this? A lot more reasonable. Mm. Yeah, reasonable than teaching them and, you know, making them feel that they are studying right yeah. because when you're teaching them through games they don't feel mm. and they don't they don't they don't realize that they have to memorize all of this right yep. it's the same thing like songs like music you memorize the lyrics because <laughs> you like the lyrics you like the song and if you had to memorize a paragraph for your biology class, you're not going to memorize it. You're going to forget everything. But if I tell you uh, to sing me your favorite song from 2001, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> right? You're going to sing it word for word. So we're looking at how education and entertainment go really well together. And it does teach the students on how, you know, to remember these things and to have very good habits. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215 or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. But we're not done talking about games just yet because Fortnite is now making headlines. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. As we welcome new games right here in the UAE, it is game over for one very popular game in China. Actually, not just in China, around the world. Fortnite. We're saying goodbye to Fortnite in China because the developer has pulled the plug. For those of you who don't know, Epic Games is the developer of the well-known game Fortnite, the game that has caused endless fights between parents and children and been between children and adults and children between them between each other, simply between everyone. I think if I say Fortnite, every parent would be nodding their heads. Yeah, this game should be removed off of the charts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Fortnite, Fortnite have had a really great run first coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember the game from 2018. Uh, you know, yep. Mikhail Atiya, who uh, does host <laughs> the Afternoon Karak Show, he did tell me about the game. And, you know, I jumped on and I was one of the very first players to enter the game, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And, you know, the game kind of became a trend. It didn't kind of became a trend. It was a very big trend yep. from football players all the way to hip-hop artists. They played the game together 
And even at one time, Omnia, Fortnite broke a record on Twitch, which is Twitch.tv, which is a streaming platform for gamers with 1 million live viewers when wow. the well-known rapper Drake entered with the number one well-known Fortnite streamer who does go by the name of, let me remember his name, Ninja. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they broke records. 1 million. They did think that Fortnite had a very, very, very big and long future. They had a big future, but not a long one because Epic has announced two weeks ago that it would shut down the Chinese version of the game just yesterday and did note that Fortnite's beta test has reached a net, a, an end. And, you know, they were planning to release it in China, but now the servers are going to be closed. You know what this reminds me of? The movie Free Guy. Was it Free Guy? Free Guy, yes. <laughs> yes. The one that I accidentally saw in the movie yeah, theater. Yeah, they pulled the plug on the servers and it was like the saddest thing ever. Um, Chinese players actually are very sad about this news. They could no longer access the game starting from today. And a lot of them were posting goodbyes on the social media platform that is specific for China. It's known as Weibo. And a discussion board on the game had been viewed 470 million times. Many players are out there feeling very sad, depressed today because they can no longer access the game. And a lot of them are very frustrated. Many of them said it's a pity. Others are just clueless about why this decision happened. They said, I don't understand why it ended so quickly. A lot of them are crying because they, you know, it had a lot of memories tied to it. Many of them played it during school you know free time or even at university so this move ends a very long-running test for fortnite that was created for china a lot of the content was policed for excess excessive violence and for those of you who don't know the version of fortnite in china was very different than the version that the rest of the world was playing they had a lot of censored content things that would not be applicable to the game because china has very high levels of censorship to what their citizens can play um, it was actually one of the most popular worlds, one of the most popular games in the world and in China. It had more than 350 million users. And, you know, Fortnite never received the government's green light to be formally launched. And this actually kind of delayed the process for the game. But they were still running on beta testing and that test just ended. Yeah, but again, I mean, uh, Fortnite was a dying game. It has been dying recently and declined um, vastly ever mm. since, you know. Uh, more other games kind of caught on to the to the same type of game that Fortnite was trying to you know bring out, which was if you remember Omnia the funny saying "winner winner chicken dinner," <laughs> battle royales. Yeah. So you know a lot of games now do produce battle royales and they're much better than Fortnite. Mm -hmm. Also, one of the main reasons is because China, as we talked about Omnia and I a couple of months ago, I was, was going to say was reducing the hours for children mm -hmm. to play games, which was I believe two. hours hours per day three hours per week three hours per week so that is basically nothing so what is the point or yeah of opening servers you know paying money and you know at the end of the day they are not getting any type of action on the game but i feel like it's it's fine because if you really wanted to play the game you could mm -hmm. because you can just open a vpn in china and connect to those servers let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Facebook and Instagram. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? We're talking all about Facebook and Instagram and how they're going to launch a MENA campaign. 
to prevent child exploitation online. And, you know, Omni and I have said this time and time again, a private account is the best way to stay safe on any type of platform, especially when we're talking about Instagram. Now, Facebook and Instagram are urging users to report and not share potentially harmful content of children as part of a new MENA-wide campaign that did begin launching this month. Now, teenagers that are not yet 16 are being encouraged to put safety first and to create only private accounts on Instagram, which I fully support. Yes, indeed. And I'm so glad that Instagram has started this new initiative or feature because back in the day, whenever you want to start an account on Instagram, if you are under 16 years old um, or not even 16 yet, you would get the option of picking public or private. And that actually enticed a lot of children kind of woke them up to the fact that, oh, I can create a public account. So what? Why not? Um, especially if they are big fans of, let's say, certain YouTubers or certain people on TikTok, they want to be like them on Instagram as well. So recently, Instagram stopped that option. The default for these kids is to create a private account. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't create a public account, but that's at least the default that they would be set into. Now, the campaign is currently being run by social media giants um, behind the company Meta. So Instagram and Facebook are both part of this wide, uh, MENA-wide campaign. And the main reason behind it is because they want to showcase that exploiting children is illegal. We all know it, but sadly, social media platforms don't. And a lot of content that is shared on there is very harmful. So November 20 actually marks World Children's Day. And the main message behind the campaign is report it, don't share it. If you find content that's harmful, don't go ahead and share it because that just plays on the algorithm and encourages this content to appear to children as well. So if you report it, that's basically cutting down the chain. Yes, now the head of safety at uh, Meta for Europe, Middle East and Africa. Now, we no longer say Facebook head of safety at <laughs> Facebook. We say the head of safety at Meta, which is now the parent company of Facebook and all its other social media platforms. Now, who is the head uh, for Europe, Middle East and Africa did say that the organization does focus heavily on prevention and continued to work tirelessly to ban child exploitation and even avoid the potential abuse. Now, mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we do know the internet is a very vast and wide place and there's, you know, room for literally everything. Mm. You cannot do nothing online. You can do anything online. So we need to draw a line, not only as companies, as human beings, as parents, as, you know, brothers and sisters, as uncles and aunts, whoever you are, mm -hmm. as long as you are a human being and you have, you know, humanitarian thoughts, we need to understand that children online are at risk of being exploited children are online are at risk of being abused of being bullied and most of the time unfortunately they are being bullied by their peers so right here on instagram and on facebook they are launching this campaign to try to minimize that and again i personally do believe that not only children under the age of 16 should have private accounts anyone should have a private account. I mean, you should have the right to have a private account and keep your circle small because you know what they say, the less, the smaller your circle is, the less drama there is. And I know a lot of people 
a lot of people, a handful of people, a handful of my friends have private accounts. I don't yeah. know a lot of people that have public accounts. Maybe I'm the only guy between all of my friends, by the way, who has a public <laughs> account. Really? Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a bad thing at all. You know, privacy is your number one friend. True. And it's very rare to find nowadays. Everything is so public. Even your private account is not as private as we think it is. So, you know, at least having that private account will give you some form of protection against people who you may not know. Mm-hmm. And for children, this is even a more increased risk than an adult is. Because as an adult, you know, you know, you know what you should do, you know what you shouldn't do. But kids, they're very easy to influence. Another big aspect that the social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook, are focusing on is the concept of sharing content. Now, this is more, this is widely found in the MENA region in the Middle East more than any other country or, you know, in Europe or the US, which is the fact that when we see content that is, let's say, exploiting children or content that is, uh, you know, showcasing videos or content that shouldn't children shouldn't see or is harmful towards children what we tend to do instead of reporting it is sharing it you share it to your friend you share it with your uh, mother your sister your brother and that actually encourages the algorithm to showcase it to even more people and that is the exact thing that this campaign is trying to fight so what they're encouraging is for people to report harmful harmful content before and instead of sharing it do not share this content because 99% of the cases it causes this content to be circulated even more often so let us know what are your thoughts 4215 do it or sign into rdm at pulse 95 radio did you know that even if you don't like a certain content if you just share it to friends and family harmful content you're actually encouraging it to circulate more and to be seen by more people and to be, you know, the top of the pay of your Explorer page. Um, and are you going to be changing those habits very soon? 4215 do it or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up on today's show, we are talking all about students and how they have built a solar power pop-up van to help you tour the world while still being sustainable. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Check this out. Check this out. Touring the world while still being economically, economically, economically friendly, but also more sustainable. Um, We are talking about a bunch of students who created a solar powered pop up van to be able to tour the world. But the fact of the matter is that this van is not just allowing you to enjoy the environment around you, but it's also saving the environment since it has zero emissions. Yes, and um, you're 100% correct. It is economically more friendly for you because, well, you're not using gas. Now, 22 Dutch university students have completed an 1,800-mile road trip that was powered only by the sun. And that was on a quest to show that sustainable vehicles can let you travel the world without harming the environment. Now, these students are enrolled in, in, in Edhoven University of Technology in the Netherlands, and the students do say their van that it goes by the name of Stella Vita is the world's first solar powered mobile home. Now, it does have a solar panel roof and wings that fold out with additional panels when parked. Now, the team has doubled the solar surface to 17.5 square meters, which does generate enough energy to live and drive on. Now, the number one thing we want to know right now is the mileage on it. How far mm. are we going with this mobile home? Now, on a sunny day, the Stella Vita, which is road legal, by the way, and has a license plate, can travel up to 453 miles or 730 kilometers within 24 hours 
and reach a speed of around 75 miles per hour. It goes, it has more than my, my car, by the way. Wow. It can go farther than my car. That is amazing. Um, 730 kilometers, Omnia, is not a joke. Wow, that is phenomenal, honestly. And it goes more, it goes, it has a, a, a longer range than the Tesla. What? Yeah, the mm. Tesla can, can, can get you to 550 kilometers. This has 200 kilometers more. That is so interesting, um, especially because it also comes, it's, it's like a full furnished home. So it has a roof that pops up when it's standing or when it's just uh, not driving around. It's stationary. You can stand inside while you're cooking. And it's made for two people. Um, two people, it has a kitchen and a fridge, a sitting area, a bed, a shower, and a toilet. So it's basically a self-sustaining home on wheels. The solar panels on the roof allow you to basically be able to do all the activities that you do in your normal home but you're not spending a single dirham on electricity yes and again ladies and gentlemen i'm looking at how this can be the future because again we are looking at how the longer we are looking at gas-powered vehicles the more we are understanding that these prices are going up ridiculously mm -hmm. and not only that we need to have zero emissions and we need to care about our environment now we do look at tesla as being the type of car right now that everyone is saying is more sustainable and better for <laughs> energy and just like omnia did say better and economically friendly but what if we didn't need electricity we just needed the sun and i am really excited to see in the future how maybe the sun could power not only our vehicles, but all of our technological appliances. Yes, indeed. Let us know your thoughts about this car, and would you ever dream of being in it? 4215, do it to or side into our DMs at Paul 95 Radio, taking a short break. But if you're a pet owner, this is a segment that you don't want to miss out on because we're talking about a Google app that was very popular a couple of years ago, and now it is capable of getting your pets insta-famous as well. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Now this Google app found you in famous <laughs> art and now it can spot your pets. So if you're a pet lover like me and you love all types of animals. Oh, you have a pet now. Yes, I, I just got... thought of, of, of Kareem and Poopsie. That's it. That's yeah. our friend Kareem. That was it. Um, but I'm wondering if you've used this app back in 2018. It was very popular and it's an app by Google that goes by the name uh, Arts. No, it had the feature Art Selfie, but it's Google's Arts and Culture app. Did you ever try it out? Never, but you know, we're looking at a lot of people jumping on it once again, Omnia. Mm -hmm. And for the record, it's a feature that does let people find their doppelgangers <laughs> in famous works of art. For those who don't know what doppelgangers are, doppelgangers are people that resemble you in a way that is crazy. That Creepy. <laughs> you know, some people think you're related or you're a time travel. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at doppelgangers even when it comes to animals. Now, the free app did roll out on pet portraits, and it's a fun feature that does spot the animal in your photo and does crop it accordingly. Then a machine learning algorithm does mm -hmm. compare your pet's picture with tens of thousands of artworks from museums and galleries all over the world to find the closest match. Now, I think I'm going to go home today and take a picture <laughs> of Mimo. And see what uh, what if, his doppelganger looks like. Yeah, I think my cat is the is the most beautiful cat, so I don't think uh, any other cat can resemble him. So we'll isn't, see. Isn't that what every pet owner says? Um, you know, there, there's a saying, Omnia. Yeah, <laughs> Which basically means that the monkey. 
Yeah, the ugliest kid is always the most handsome in the eyes of his mother um, or her mother. Um, but this app was very popular back in 2018. So many people were downloading it. By the way, it's free on the App Store and the Google Play Store. And it's, it goes by the name Arts and Culture App. It's by Google and it's for free. You can download it anytime. But what's nice about it is that now your pets are also involved in this app as well. So your animal buddy could basically be matched with anyone. Any ancient Egyptian figurine, a Mexican street art. You can even find him or her as part of the Chinese watercolors painting. So um, a lot of people have been very interested to see what their cats or dogs or even hamsters look like. Uh, and you'll, you'll be surprised. You just have to snap a picture of your pet. Upload it on the app and it'll use its AI and machine learning algorithms to find who does your cat look the most alike with. Um, one quick word about this app is that you do need to tap on what is known as the rainbow camera button at the bottom of the page to be able to upload the picture. So make sure you take the picture before and you can upload it or even there's an option where you can snap and upload immediately. For extra cuteness, the app will even put together a video slideshow showing all of your pet's best matches across art history. So what a nice way to, you know, just try it out and see what your cat look like or dog looks like. It's a nice, it's a nice activity to, you know, enjoy to and, and bond with your pet through. Yeah, I mean, it's all fun and games when you have these interactive apps <laughs> and you can use it on your pets. A lot of people, you know, they consider pets family in oh, our 100%. household. Mimo is family. <laughs> so we will be having a family portrait today and seeing who Mimo does resemble from ancient history, I do believe that maybe he will turn up in some old Egyptian photos or calligraphy or even, you know, the ones that were statues. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. If you download this app, who are you taking this picture of? Are you taking a picture of your cat, your dog, your bird, your fish, your monkey? Your cow. Oh, I wish. Some I people have cows for pets. Some people have camels for pets. Horses. I will be taking pictures of Mimo the cat. Yes, indeed. Once again, the application is called Google's Arts and Culture app, and it is found for free on the Google App Store and the Play Store. Uh, on, no, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Future Talk is coming to an end. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we did. You can catch us again tomorrow, same time, same place, from 2 to 3 p.m., only here on Pulse 95. 95.